0: You're listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette, bringing the human resources and talent community to you. And now, please welcome your host today, Tim Baker. Welcome again, everyone, to another edition of HR Chat Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Baker. And I'd like the listeners to just take a moment and and imagine... Being able to keep your finger on the pulse of your workforce and obtain candid, straightforward feedback from your employees. Well, Tiny Pulse is a performance management tool that helps leaders facilitate one-on-one meetings and improve employee performance and achieve company goals. We also know that traditionally, um, the corporate wellness industry has treated employee engagement and health and wellness as two separate challenges, but at Limeade. They do not. They see the bigger picture, and they also see the relationship between those two, and it all starts with the individual employee. I'm very fortunate today to have with us uh, Brooks McMahon, Head of Business Development at Tiny Pulse, and Henry Albrecht, the CEO of Limeade. and these two companies have recently launched a partnership to create the first piece of technology that organizations can use to solve Employee physical and mental health issues in the workplace. So Brooks and Henry, welcome to HR Chat Podcast. So happy to have you here today. Thanks for having me. So we'll just start to to have our listeners get to know you two a little bit better in your respective companies. And you can fight over who who gets to talk first. Tell us a little bit about who you are and a brief overview of of Tiny Pulse and Limeade.
1: Brooks, you go
2: first. Sure. Happy to. Thanks. So this is Brooks McMahon. I'm the head of business development and enterprise customer success at TinyPulse, which means that so my primary objectives are, are one, to identify strategic partners that provide complementary products and services to our customers, usually to give them a, a hopefully a richer, more robust experience, um, or two, technology partners that help us improve customer onboarding or user adoption. Uh, I also help in my customer success role, I help make sure that our largest customers are happy, delighted, and, and growing as they should. Um, so I oversee a team of people that are, that are taking care of our, our active customers as well. And then in terms yeah, of just is- giving a brief snapshot of, of TinyPulse, so we think about um, TinyPulse is really focused on helping companies improve company culture, employee happiness, and retention through what we call a real-time pulsing platform. It's called Tiny Pulse Engage. That's our flagship product. And then our newest product, Tiny Pulse Perform, is really help, is really focused on helping leaders most efficiently keep a pulse on how their employees are performing against their goals and hopefully run more effective one-on-ones and have, more, have healthier conversations with their employees.
1: Yeah, and this is Henry Albrecht. I'm the CEO at LimeAid. Uh, thanks, Brooks. Tim, honored to be here. Uh, LimeAid's really about a Simple premise that the best companies in the world invest authentically in the well-being of their people. And when they do that, they actually get real employee engagement and all the business results that flow from that. So um, that's really what our company is all about. I, I started the company 10 years ago. Um, after being stressed out at work and arguing with my family at home and having physical health issues, I realized all those things are connected and that your, how much you love your job, and how physically healthy you are, and and how you get along with everybody around you is um, part of a broader concept we call well-being at Limeade. So, you know, the gist of it is we're a corporate wellness technology company that looks at what we call whole person well-being, you know, someone's physical health, emotional health, financial, their work life, uh, but we also view that in the context of the work culture. We know that You know, people, frankly, spend most of their time at work. Uh, Most of their social connections are at work. And so providing organizational support for well-being and amplifying it with tools and social challenges and smart technology um, really can make a difference in how employees perceive their employer and and basically how how happy they are and, and healthy they are in life. So... That's that's about Limeade, and obviously um, we're we're thrilled. We're we've been Tiny Pulse customers for a very long time, probably since we first heard of them many years ago, um, and they've really made a huge difference in the life of our employees and also how we do work here at Limeade. So we're really honored and excited to um, you know to partner with them here.
0: That's a a great segue, actually. Thank you both for. Uh for that information that's that's great all fantastic topics that i'm sure that in the future we can uh we can have some other discussions and 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 dive deeper into some of those areas so this a good segue into you recently announced a partnership and uh, tell us tell our listeners a little bit more about what that partnership looks like you can both share you can uh, i'll let again i'll let you fight over who's gonna who's gonna say what about that
2: uh, sure, I'm happy to start, and then uh, Henry, I'm sure has a, has a lot to uh, will have a lot to add, um, having been so connected to Tiny Pulse for so long now. But um, yeah, I would just add that you know we're also so thrilled to be formalizing this partnership. I think uh, you know if if you talk to our CEO David New or or certainly Henry and the team at Limeade, um, I think we've felt like partners for quite some time, and I think recently we've really just more formalized that partnership. Um, the focus of the recent partnership. Um, really started with a, a technology angle, which is to make it easier for uh, for joint Tiny Pulse and LimeAid customers to work in a single environment for those joint services. And so recently, our two development teams have worked closely together to integrate uh, various Tiny Pulse services into the LimeAid platform. Um, so that was sort of the, uh, the, the first thing. And then from there, um, there are just a lot of natural... Uh, opportunities or overlap within our customer bases and the way, way we go to market, that our marketing teams are now partnering quite a bit on helping cross promote each other's services. And um, actually, lime is going to be a, a great uh, sort of flagship sponsor at our first TinyCon user conference in a couple of weeks. And we're also working on an ebook, and we just did a webinar together. So uh, lots of great marketing activities. And the LimeMate team has just been phenomenal to work with. So we're very, very fortunate to have them as our kind of first formalized partnership
1: yeah I think uh, Tim we're we're, we I kind of think about it there's the why like why would you take this corporate wellness company and this employee engagement company and put them together and so you know both companies really have you know we've read the research I think Gallup in 2015 said if you if your employee has both well-being and employee engagement they're 59% less likely to look outside the company for a job in the next 12 months. Uh, and companies with engaged employees are, are 78% more profitable. And, and Tim, you're in the industry, you know all these statistics as well, but the connection between well-being and engagement hasn't been made, um, it's been made analytically and statistically by experts, but it's not really made it to the forefront of the C-suite thinking and we know that trend is coming and, and employee engagement and employee well-being frankly are very closely related uh limeade thinks of things like job satisfaction and meaning and purpose at work and relationships that are positive those are well-being factors to us too and those are obviously connected to you know the emotional connection to work that's well-being so that's the why um, the what you know frankly is just you know limeade's about giving people points and rewards and encouraging them to do well-being activities, and that could be you know, exercise challenges or eating healthier, sleeping better. And to us, the things that Tiny Pulse does, we want to give people points and rewards for too. I mean, giving cheers to your peers, um, answering uh, Pulse survey questions that help keep management on the same page as rank-and-file employees, and even just facilitating good one-on-one meetings, we view all of those as well-being factors. So. Um, I think the lines are blurring between what has typically been the silos of benefits and the rest of HR, you know, health and wellness versus engagement and those silos are artificial and they don't make a lot of sense in a, in a human world. So we're excited to blur the
0: lines. That's fantastic. You know, and as you said, I've been, I I wasn't always formally in, in, you know, an HR professional or in the HR world. Um, Well, I was, but I didn't have that title. I, I worked in operations management in the hospitality industry for, for years. And, you know, and, and then I kind of made that formal transition. But and, and I see, I like how you said that now, you know, to sort of blur those lines. I mean, we're constantly hearing, uh, you know, those those HR and talent topics are, are being sort of re, renamed or, or, or a new perspective uh, on them. I mean, we've even heard, you know, HR is dead which I will fight against that because that's what I do. <laughs> but, but um, you know, to, we're seeing the relationships between areas like engagement and well-being or, or wellness, physical and mental wellness. And then to be able to take that to organizations like yourselves that have already had a relationship together and say, let's, let's put this at the forefront. Let's give the managers, the, the HR people, something to, to use. And, and so that kind of, and you did sort of talk about already, my next question was going to be, uh, is why why is it important, if you can add something to, why is it important uh, in, in both of your eyes for leaders and HR professionals to focus on things like employee engagement and employee wellness and and then maybe the two of them together?
2: Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I think that Henry um, did, you know, g- gave some great statistics around this. But I would just say at a at a high level, I think there are, a range of studies that continue to illustrate that those companies that have more engaged employees and further healthier and more active employees just tend to save a lot of money in, in the, to the tune of millions and millions of dollars relating to reduced attrition, increased productivity, reduced sick and missed work time. You know, all those things uh, are extremely important to the C-suite and senior HR professionals. And so I think it's not surprising that we're starting to see a movement towards uh, tools and applications and services like those that that Tiny Pulse and my maid provide.
1: Um, you know, just a few uh, you know pieces of evidence. You know, in addition to the sick time and other things that Brooks mentioned, um, typically in the health and wellness industry, people are looking for health insurance cost savings. And and you know, we have clients who uh, the participants in the program cost seven eight hundred dollars less per year than the non participants, but we actually look beyond that. Um, we found that when an employee believes that the company cares about them as a person, they're 38% more engaged at work, and they're 17% less likely to quit that year. So to us, that's actually even more meaningful in some ways than just health cost savings, uh, although you know, having health cost ROI is wonderful. Um, and then we have some recent research coming out that says if you have both high well-being and you feel that your company cares about your well-being. Um, about ninety-nine out of a hundred people are favorable to the statement. I recommend this company as a great place to work. So, in some ways, it even gets into the um, talent acquisition and recruiting. Again, the lines are blurring a little bit in in the HR industry.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned about the talent acquisition stage. Uh, you know, I've had a couple conversations with people recently uh, about some some new perspectives on, for example, culture fit during the recruitment stage. And and typically or historically, you know, that's been at the end of the recruitment phase. So everything else is done first, then we'll see if they're a fit. And And so we're talking about things like that should be at the front end. Now we're talking about things about during that talent acquisition or that recruitment phase is if the candidate believes that the company actually cares, even from the beginning of the recruitment stage. That, that, that's part of your, your, your brand or how you're marketing your company or, or, or actually communicating a big part of what your culture is. And that's, that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, brand yeah. to me is, is the meaning of the company. And so uh, the best brands in the world are built with intentional and extremely consistent, uh, messages at every part of the process. You know, the, the Apple Store—you'll you'll see the same colors as you'll see on the box, as you'll see on the website, etc. The same thing has to be true for an employer. The same message needs to come through that you care about people as people. Uh, pre-hire, onboarding, performance reviews, one-on-one discussions every week, wellness challenges. Uh, compensation, and even how people leave the company. They need to leave with a very consistent and positive message about your employer brand.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I would just, I would just add that, you know, one of the things that, that we do at, at Tiny Pulse is when we're actually on the front end of the recruiting process, uh, when we're first inviting folks to apply for jobs, we ask them to tell us how they've lived out our value system in their previous employee lives so we can have an understanding of how they align to our company culture and our values. And I would say that further, when they come in for interview loops, uh, we tend to focus as much time on the, uh, the, the value and culture fit as we do on their performance and experience. So um, really, really important that, you know, for companies of all shapes and sizes, that they focus not just on the experience and performance fit, but also on, on that culture piece as part of that talent acquisition onboarding process.
1: Yeah, and Tim, you mentioned you mentioned brand. I love that word. It's really a marketing term, and there's a whole bunch of marketing principles that are coming into human resources. So, uh, you know, one thing Tiny Pulse and, and certainly Limeade Tools as well do um, is just transform HR from that once a year transactional thing when you talk about your performance in your comp mm-hmm. into an ongoing data-driven discussion. And that's really what's happening in the world of marketing too. Is it's very data-driven and very much about a conversation. Um, and that's
0: that's the future of HR I'm making little notes on the side here about our like future eight other conversations we can have about any one of these areas and, and dive deeper and it's uh, it's I, I've always found interesting especially in the last I'll say five years but it could be even eight years or so the crossover between you know different different departments even within a company you know marketing and hR and and that's been I have a good friend of mine who way back this was even before anybody thought about the, how the paths of HR and marketing would even cross. He saw that coming and he actually studied both at school and and started doing that because he could see it already happening. And, and it's so much, things like that, the the crossover departments or areas within a business organization and, and, and we're starting to really realize it and, and make it part of the plan instead of just talking about it and trying to do things as we go. You mentioned companies of all shapes and sizes. so tell uh, tell us a little bit about who your target market is so like your ideal client or, or customer is it anyone is it does it lend itself a little bit more to to certain industries or uh, tell us a little bit more about that
2: uh, that's a good question uh, so from a tiny pulse perspective you know our smallest customer you know might be a team of people at an organization of ten fifteen or twenty people, and our largest customer has over 150,000 employees um, that we're pulsing every single week. So there's, a, there's quite a range, but I would say uh, the sweet spot tends to be companies in the, in the hundreds to the thousands. Um, and, and just because of the nature of, of what we do and the fact that we are the core a software company, uh, that the early adopters um, have mostly been uh, technology companies and then most recently a lot of healthcare companies have um, have moved toward more of a, a real-time feedback-driven approach, um, I think largely driven by all the challenges they're facing, uh, especially in hospital networks where you have, uh, you know, a lot of interest and dynamics between different constituents in a facility from providers to nurses and, and staff folks. Uh, attrition is, is quite high related to the really tough work environment and hours that those folks work, uh, so they want to keep a a tighter pulse on on how those folks are doing. And then on the technology side, just given how competitive it is in markets like Seattle and, and San Francisco and, and others, that, uh, that that in order to keep their employees happy, they need to make sure that they're doing the right things to to motivate and, and engage with their folks. So we're seeing technology companies also putting a lot of their attention on, on activities to make sure that their employees are engaged and satisfied in their roles because, there's so many opportunities for them to go elsewhere. So those have been a couple of the categories and the size. But again, um, you know, we we firmly believe that that you know ser- services like Tiny Pulse and frankly Limeade as well really transfer to companies of all shapes and
1: sizes. Yeah, Limeade. Uh, we don't really focus on industry. We just want to find large employers who see people as people. Uh, I'm gra- I'm glad that. Brooks mentioned nurses. Uh, One of my goosebump moments as the CEO of this company was hearing one of our customers at a large health system, Uh, one of the nurses who worked there said, this is the first time I felt that my company views me as more than just a nurse and I view them as more than just a paycheck. And so that's really what we're trying to change uh, the dynamic of.
0: Certainly sounds like you're on the right path to doing that, that's for sure. And, and a quick little sort of aside is that do you focus predominantly in the U.S., North America? Are you going for world domination here?
1: We're more in the world uh-huh. domination camp here at Limeade. <laughs> Brooks. what about you?
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, us too. I, but seriously, I, we have about 1,300 customers uh, across 40 countries, so we are global. Um, but, but most of our business today uh, from a customer and revenue perspective is in, in North America, but certainly expanding globally.
1: Yeah, yeah, I find Lime-Aid's, uh started in the U.S. and that's where our anchor tenants are, and and we also are, are a global company.
0: Well, and things like engagement and, and employee wellness and well being and whatnot that, that really doesn't see geographical borders. It may look a little bit different as far as where certain geographical areas are in their stage, you know, of, of implementing solutions and whatnot, but. Uh, as opposed to things like employment law and things like that that are different everywhere. So um, that's fantastic. So as we start to come to a bit of a close of our conversation here, I wanted to ask if there are any, we're getting into how people can find you and, and things like that. So any events coming up that you are either attending or being featured at or, or things like that?
2: Uh, from the tiny post perspective, we, I think I mentioned earlier, we have our first, Tiny Pulse User Conference here in Seattle, uh September nineteenth to twenty first. We're uh super excited to to do this for the first time and have great partners like made there to, to help us through it. So um that's that's the the, the next one coming up and then uh, we'll also be at the HR Tech conference in Chicago in early October.
0: Going to try to make it down to Chicago for that because I have yet to be at the HR Tech conference. It's on my it's on my conference bucket list.
1: Great. Hopefully we can meet up if you make yeah. it. Yeah. In addition to the coffee we'll grab someday in Toronto, Tim, uh, we're, we'll be at TinyCon on September 21st. We'll be at the National Business Group on Health, uh, awesome national conference, September 15th to 18th, the EY Strategic Growth Forum in, in November. And I always offer free walking tours of Seattle or Bellevue, Washington to anybody who um, you know wants to learn about well-being. We, we have a very... Uh, active uh, group to, to share with anybody and, and from a website perspective it's just LimeAid.com uh, Henry at LimeAid.com or more
0: at LimeAid.com Perfect and Brooks how can people find you and reach out to you and connect with you?
2: Yeah I'm, uh, mine's also pretty simple so it's Brooks at tinypulse.com and then uh, we're in the process of continuously updating our website in advance of tinycon so it's uh, www.tinypulse.com as well
0: Awesome, and then people will be able to find your social media streams from there, and and because I'm sure you share some fantastic perspectives and content through through those as well. So, Brooks Henry, thanks so much for taking the time today. Um, wow, I mean, I've got a bunch of stuff written down here, and I'm thinking we're gonna we're gonna have to dive into some deeper topics and have some more conversations as uh, on some future HR chat. Uh, Uh, podcast episodes for now we're going to wrap up but thank you again both for taking the time to speak with uh with me and with our audience uh thank you so much and to our audience thanks for listening and we'll join you next time on another edition of hr chat podcast thank you for listening to the hr chat podcast brought to you by the hr gazette